Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lallycast. I'm sitting here right now. Josh is comfortably gone. I'm looking out my back door drinking a cup of coffee. And just thinking about what I want to say about my good friend, Joshy. So Josh grew up in Holbrook, same as me. So we go way back. Josh and I used to tell each other jokes in the bus in the first grade. They were always horrible jokes, too. Neither of us had any sense of humor back then. Nonetheless, Josh blossomed into a wonderful young lad, moved to the city, and became worldly, one might say. <laughs> Anyways, he he ended up coming back to H-Town yesterday, and we had a nice little time. Got some food, did some talking, had a couple drinks, cups of tea. Man, it was a good time. Then we even teamed up with Andy Compandy at the end of this, baby. But yeah, Josh and I had an awesome conversation. We don't really hang out much just because life gets in the way. But when we do, it's it's awesome time. And I really, every time I realize that I miss Soto and that he really brings such an interesting perspective to stuff. And he just has his ways and goes about them and doesn't really question them, which I always, which I appreciate, I should say. Anyways, in this episode, we did it at my kitchen table. So you're going to hear the bird about every five or six seconds and maybe even the dog i know she was snoring in the back and you can hear the fridge so but i did at least get the volume level up so you might be able to hear it but there's a bunch of stuff in the background so well guys i really hope you enjoy this episode soto and i did awesome soto thank you for coming out all right everybody love you all and enjoy the episode bye-bye matcha matcha i just saw that dude so i was on i was watching rogan is with dr andrew vale Mm-hmm. And he like he was saying some shit, and yes, it was some hippie out there shit. But at the same time, Rogan was like started being actually mean, and I was like, Wait, "What were they talking about?" Because he was talking about walking on walking on like fire, like those fire walk things. Yeah, yeah. And then he was talking about the cold and how he's he was his thought process was like, maybe the brain is stopping the the like the energy that's in the fire, and so it stays at the skin level. Yeah. Like, in a normal person, whereas, like, if you accept it and walk across it, like, the body can accept the heat. Yeah. And then, and then, but then what his big mistake was, he was like, it could work the same with a punch if someone punches you. And then uh, that's when Rogan was like, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogan's like, okay, you do that and I'll knock your ass yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, that's weird. I mean, I guess it's, like, another way of talking about, like, mental strength and fortitude, right? Like, yeah. It's sort of the idea... I mean, I sound like an asshole every time I do this, but, like, whenever I'm with people and it's, like, cold outside, everyone's, like, freaking out and shivering and, like, super cold. I'm, like, there's no trick I can tell you other than just, like, don't think about it. Yep. And, like, you're good. And you're... Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I say every time, like, literally, like, (laughs) sit there, breathe, and realize you're, like, you're good. And, like, you'll be fine. And people are, like, shut the fuck up. Like, this doesn't work. Like, you're not going to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, it just never... So I guess that kind of works. And I guess... I mean, I guess technically, in a way, it's kind of right. I mean, the brain is sort of like where all the nervous system, you know, all the yeah, that's like the meat controller. So I guess technically, the brain kind of sends signals to the feet, saying like, "You're good, big, you're good." But mm. it does feel I don't know. The cold one's funny, dude, because people are not okay with the cold. No, I don't get it. Like, really not okay cold. with the cold. Like, I really love the cold. Like, today's, right. such, a nice, <laughs> like, today's such a nice day. Like, it was windy. It was cold. I, I was love like, it. 
like, oh my god, I can breathe, like, everything's clean. I literally took a freezing cold bath, <laughs> and then a cold shower, Yeah. and then I just put on a t-shirt with a white jacket, and I was like, I'm gonna go get The cold boy. showers, I get why people don't like that. I did it for a little bit, it was kind of nice, actually. Yeah. But I get, I get, like, wanting... The resistance to, to that the, shit. I, I get wanting to, like, end the day, take a nice hot shower, give me oh, a absolutely. Dude, bed, and then, like... I do not take out. cold showers at night. Yeah, it's a little too much. <coughs> it's better for your skin. Like my skin's always way worse when I take hot showers. Okay, I had actually worse. had, like, wicked dry skin in the back of my neck. Yeah. Because of me just, like, against the hot water. Like, and it's... Because I'm tall, so the, the, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is right... The, the nozzle's right against my head. Yeah, you don't wreck your skin that way. I've... I've, it's, I've been trying to stop doing that. Yeah. I like how the bird is just going to be a, a fucking... <laughs> backdrop of the little thing. This bird's the star of the podcast. <laughs> it's all about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to break the bad habits slowly, but it's not been working. What do you guess been kind of like the theme of the year. What do you mean, like, big... What are your big bad habits? Uh, like, one is, like, diet. Like, I'm s- yeah. so bad. Like, the roller coaster... Like, my weight has... Probably started the year at like one ninety four ish around there, and I've just been like on a roller coaster the whole year. Like I'll get down to like one seventy five, I'll spring back up and up and down, up and down. So now I'm like back up to like one ninety four, some nothing's like that. I mean, you oh, look no. good, dude. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome, dude. It. But it's just, I feel like I, <laughs> I don't know what I was before. Like I started this crusade in the beginning. Mm. I imagine I was in the two hundreds because I still overall feel better yeah. now than I was like a year or two ago but I don't know it's tough dude food's fucking addicting like it really is and it's like so, absolutely and so, it doesn't like, feel bad cause you're like I'm no. not getting high off it like it's just so so good <laughs> it is it's so, dude I'm the same it way. is so easy and it's just like oh my god like I can just sit here order pizza and do nothing and like yep Instead of, like, cooking, like, mediocre food. That's a, I need to get better at cooking. Oh, because it's, like, it doesn't taste as good. Oh, it doesn't taste as good. <clears throat> and it's just, like... See, cookie. I'm a cookie fiend. Are you? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that stupid dog. Yeah. yeah. I'll look at a friggin' plate of cookies and be like, I can eat 30 cookies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. He's not going to do that the whole time, dude. Hey, buddy. It's funny, though, because... And it sounds weird even saying this, but... So I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't physically manifest on my body. Really? At all. And so it's I'm totally thinking, like... I have to think... Okay, so I just have to worry about, actually, my internal health. Does it change... Yeah, so I was going to ask. Does it change, like, your mood? Like, your mentality? Yeah. Like, and how I feel is the big one. Yeah. Like, a, like, last night I ate, like, shit. Yeah, yeah, And so this morning I woke up, I was just like, Ugh. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about drinking now. Like, I'm... I don't know how much I'm going to drink. You drink, like, a fifth of vodka a day, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every hour on the hour. No, like, I'm not even that much of a... Like, I really don't drink a lot. Like, I've been drunk, like... I could probably count how many times, like five times a year, mm. like at most. Yeah. Like I don't drink a lot, but ah, God, when I do, I just feel shitty when I wake up in the morning. Like, Same, dude. I get like bad sleep. I wake up early, can't fall back asleep. It's just not worth it. I feel that. I feel like such a buzzkill sometimes about it, but I'm just like, fuck this. Sleep is a big one for me because I love 
being on a good sleep schedule. Yeah. And our friends, like kids our age, all they want to do is hang out fucking late as shit. Yeah, I know. Sucks. I've actually been really good about sleep, weirdly. Yeah. Especially on break. Like, I've been waking up at 7 every day. Dude, that is... I, I applaud no you, Josh. It is weird because I turned it around during finals week, which is, like, when my sleep schedule usually goes to shit. But I think, it, like, one day went so bad that it ended up, like, recycling into being yeah. good. So I ended up, like, staying up for, like, two days straight, but then I went to bed at, like, 8 p.m. That is how you do it. You break it so badly. Yeah. And now I've been, like, pretty, actually waking up pretty early. Just keep, just keep it as long as you can. Yeah, no. the, Dude, the good sleep schedule, in my in my experience, is, like, the, the biggest contributor to, like, a healthy mindset. Yeah, it's not going to lie. Like, as much as I love the night, I love to be up at night. Yeah. Appreciate at night. Waking up in the morning, getting me stuff done, it's just, like... Just waking up, just brushing teeth and getting dressed. You're like, okay, yeah. it's 8 o'clock and I'm already. Best feeling is when I'm like, when I'm like, fuck, it's like 4 o'clock or whatever. But I only think it's 4 o'clock because I actually got like a lot of things done. And I realize it's noon and I'm like, oh, you're like, like yeah, I'm chill. Dude, that is like, good. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. Right. See, there's even an added layer to mine because <coughs> my whole family, like, mom and gramps are probably out there drinking coffee. Yeah. And so I'm also missing, not, as, not only am I still sleeping, I'm missing that. Yeah. And I'm not getting anything done. So there's also that, like, shame level of, like, oh, well, yeah. we're already been on all our shit done. Yeah. Like, now, like, we want to do something as a family, but you don't get to do your yeah. shit. Yeah, I don't have that around me. That's a little bit different for me. But, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely the right call. That's another habit I've been trying to work on. Sleep. Like, sleep. Yeah, sleeping, like, good. Sleeping healthy. Weight's been a big one. It's kind of, like, work ethic in general. Because it's so easy just to, like, not do your shit and do mm. everything last second. Like, I kind of did. Are you still playing league? I haven't been during the semester. I have been, like, the past, like, like this weekend just because, like, I've been free. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I miss that game. Do you? I can never go back, Soto. I know you can't go back. I can never go back. I was thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you can't. No one can come back. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I get it. it was, uh, I understand how toxic it was for everyone, and it makes me sad that it was. Yeah. But, like, I still love it. Like, like, it was never, I never felt like it was toxic for me. Like, I was good. Like, it never, like, ruined my mood or anything. Yeah. That game worse than anything. For me. Yeah. For me. I'm it a ranger. ruined you. Yeah, that was really bad. I was going to ask you this. I want to talk to you about, actually, speaking of, like, habits and changes mm. and all that shit. So, you went from ragey League of Legends player to, like, generally speaking, pretty positive, upbeat, yeah. reader, runner, active person, you know, talking to your family all the time, all that kind of yeah. stuff like that. So, like, okay, let me put it this way. So, when you, like, when you first went on this, like journey to change yourself at mm. first i was like he's got about a month like massive. really <laughs> yeah because people don't change like yeah. it's so difficult to change and like it's very rare to change and like <laughs> and like as like as one of your close friends i was like i could see like what he's doing and i'm like okay let's see how this goes and then like he kept with it and kept with it kept with it now i'm like convinced like you're good like, you're <laughs> yeah, I'm in the clear. <laughs> dude but something else has arisen yeah PUBG Mobile. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it's the new Kryptonite. I don't get it. Why, why don't you just play the regular PUBG? Because I don't have a good. Well, I mean, oh, I, okay, yeah. like I got a Mac, but like not like I'm not gonna play with a, a Mac. Right. Like, yeah. This iPad. Yeah. No, but I don't know. Like it just. Ha I just had to be like, okay, I'm. Do you know when it all started? Was when I when I looked at because League of Legends isn't like Call of Duty. You can't just see how much time you've, uh, you've cumulatively played. Yeah. 
Dude, I, I honestly am so embarrassed to admit this. Yeah. It was like 90 days. Really? Hours. 90 days worth of time clocked. I'm probably, I'm way worse than that. I know I'm way worse. And I was like, oh my God. I've just sat here for three and I was like, I, I, I have to be done. Yeah. I have to be. And then I could. And plus I just, dude, like, I don't know if maybe I was just more susceptible to it than everyone else. But like, just wake, like, eat, like. Getting off at like three, yeah, three a.m. and then like eating something and then being like, well, I want to watch something and then going yeah. to bed at like four, like the, like the fucking sun is starting. I hear birds outside and I'm yeah. like bedtime. Yeah, waking up at two because also we were playing back when it was Super like late. summer. Yeah, and we didn't have jobs. Right. So like I could truly destroy my sleep schedule. Yeah. Wake up at like two thirty and I'm just like I'm yeah. I'm worthless. <laughs> <laughs> like dude. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty toxic to everyone. I, I know, <coughs> as sad as it makes me, it was hard to say no to because it's so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's so fun. I still have a lot of fun on it. It is the best game to win in that I've ever played. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I've been on a win streak. The highs are so day. high, yeah, and the lows are so low. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. The whole the whole gaming thing I've kind of moved away from. I dude, I play a lot of PUBG these days. It's risen its ugly head again. Yeah. And do you know what it is? It's not even the video game. It's playing with friends. I know. That's what I miss the most, though. Yeah. Because, like, not a lot of... Like, I talk to, like, Mike mostly on, like, on PC to watch it. But it's, like, not a lot of people left. Yeah, I don't know. I miss that. But I think... Well, everyone's kind of graduating. Everyone's kind of done. Yeah. So I guess that kind of needs to be... Like the video games just kind of just need to be replaced with something more hard drugs. Hard, <laughs> hard <laughs> drugs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I I almost want to think it's like some sort of martial art or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I've been keeping up with. I haven't gone in a few months, honestly. I'm hoping to get in <coughs> a few weeks before I have to go back to school to get yeah. back to. Thai boxing. Hoping to go tomorrow, actually. Dude, that's my new year. I'm. I gotta hop out. It's literally been my inter, in, internal monologue. I'm yeah. like, I need to do this for my mental health. Like, yeah. I need to get back to a martial art. It's so weird because, because like I, because now I'm like super into the UFC and like martial arts and like all that stuff. So I'm like, I'm yeah. on the YouTube channels. And I'm watching. I'm watching all the UFC. It's like I'm. I'm in that world 100. percent And like. <laughs> Like, I feel so dumb, but I, like, I'll, I'll walk around, like, I'm just walking around my house, and I'm just, like... <laughs> but that, that's that like, internal... Like, what like, do you call that? The visualization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm super into it, but it, it, there's a weird, like, barrier. I guess it's the same barrier with, like, I guess most things in life, where it's, um, like, getting started, you know what I mean? Like It's the hardest step. Getting out, and be like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. And then you go to the gym, and you go, like, you do your thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're there, it's just, like, it's so much fun. Like, it's really addictive. Like, I need to get back into that mindset. But my plan is to start up again this the coming few weeks. Next semester is going to be super tough, though, because, like, it's going to be the hardest semester ever for me. Like, it's no one that's, like, the worst semester for everyone. What is this semester? Like, is it, like, second to last? Last semester? It's the last one. It's um, Composition Studio. That's what Composition. It's so it's basically, from what I know, it's the accumulation of everything we've done. Which is what makes it so better. Yeah. <laughs> so you do it in teams and it's like everything. So it's like the site, urbanism, Jeez. program, like. So you're like basically 
being an architect. Yeah, like, like full, like everything from like the urbanistic um, sort of like. But it's like a microcosm for what you're gonna do. Yeah, and then go all the way down to like the details. Is it or is it more than what you'll probably do? Probably more. Yeah. I mean, that is like architecture, right? I mean, yeah. it's the site all the way down to the details. To how how is this design gonna hang off of that wall? Type of thing. Like you do the whole thing. So I guess it's like an accumulation of everything you'll do, but when like you're in the field, you probably you're pretty rarely gonna be seeing a project from the very beginning to the very yeah. end. Makes sense. Like you're gonna be put in like either you'll have a specialization or like you're, this is kind of the world you hang in the most, or like your firm will be brought in on a project at a certain time and you kind of just handle like that. Dude, last time we hung out, we got coffee. Mm-hmm. You blew my mind when you said something. What did I say? You said that as an architect, you even take into account, like, if something will block the sun. Or if oh, something yeah. will block the, like, will create too much shade or some, something like that. Because then that would reflect poorly upon whatever the structure is. I was like, whoa, that's yeah. so... It's not even just, like, does the thing look good. It's It has to fit into the whole... That was this whole semester for me. So this whole semester was... We had a guy, Daniel Ibanez. He's uh, the guitar guy. No, he's he's Spanish. He does look like he plays a guitar, Uh, but he's like one of the wood experts of the world. (coughs) Wood experts. Yeah. So his whole thing is um, like basically timber construction and like CLT panels, which is kind of like I mean CLT panels is basically like you just take a piece of wood, you just glue another layer on. keep gluing layers on yep. it. This is sort of like the new building technology is kind of like taking over the world slowly. Hmm. And it basically will allow for like wood skyscrapers. It's Compound like, lumber technology? <sighs> I'm just wondering no, what that acronym that's is. that's pretty close though. I forgot what the C is. It's not compound. Composite? No. Fuck, I don't remember actually. It may be composite. In the be. dark here. No, no. Anyway, that's a basic principle. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's a basic principle of it. Where basically, it's it's allowing you to build like um, like wooden skyscrapers. Like you don't have to build out of steel and concrete anymore. So basically, there's this kind of like new trend to figure out. Well, what are the like what kind of buildings can you make when you have to build with wood? Because hmm. like it changes, right? Like you can't. There's certain qualities to wood versus steel that will change, like, the form of your building, basically. Um, so that's, that was this whole semester for me, basically, was working with wood. Like, I have to do a project out of wood and sort of explore its, like, structural capacities and what kind of spaces it can make and things like that. And one of the big ones was wood is pretty flexible in the sense that if you want to build a wall that's um, not sort of like a standard rectangle, right? It's... Maybe it's like if you imagine like a rectangle with let's say like a triangle cut, like like a quadrilat, like some fucking yeah. So you imagine like a rectangle like this, but then like on this wall here, you kind of cut a triangle in it, okay. stuff like that. If you do that with a steel or concrete wall, super expensive, insanely like not worth it at all. Because you got a machine. It. Yeah, and you have to change the whole structure of it. Like there's a lot of work oh, okay. into things. Structural like that. integrity. Yeah, instead. yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of things like steel isn't super flexible in that sense. Wood is easy. Wood you just hire Johnny with the friggin' bandsaw. Yeah, you're good to go. So. <laughs> yeah, basically. So wood has a lot of like kind of crazy flexibility and like 
different capabilities. Um, it's even, it's more what's it called? Um, fire resistant than steel. Actually, what? Too. Yeah. Because what happens with wood, like steel melts. Jet fuel melts steel. Jet fuel <laughs> does melt steel beams. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah, because wood is weird. Because like if you have like a timber beam, mm-hmm. let's say, the outside of it will burn and it'll get charred. But then that charring protects the inside of yeah, it. Yeah, that makes too. sense, dude. So like it has a lot. Uh, like in a fire, it has a higher fire rate than steel does. So Whoa. there's a lot of like potential, potential um, uses of it. So that's what we were kind of exploring, and we had to do things like we had to do like heliomorphic and like thermodynamic designs this semester. So heliomorphic. Yeah. So like for example, this semester my site was on the water, right? Mm-hmm. It was on the water, completely exposed um, in Boston, like East Boston. So, during the winter, there's, like, northwestern winds that come in. That's, like, the prevailing wind direction. And so, the idea would be you put your buildings on the site so that they block out the winds coming from the northwest during the winter so that, like, the rest of the site is warm in general. So, like, the ground space is more usable because you're Hmm. not getting blasted by wind. And then during the summer when it's hot and humid, again, my project's right on the water, so it's, like, extra humid. So... The idea would be you open up certain areas on site so that you can use the wind to sort of like cool off the entire site and cool off buildings and like whoa sort of things like that. So, so it's changing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, you basically design it to like you know use the sun when you can use the sun, block the wind or use the wind whenever you can use it to do heat, cool. That's you know, sick. Et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of like. People it goes deeper than I even thought. So yeah. you're playing with temperatures. <laughs> a lot of shit. That's the thing with architecture is like there's so many variables that you just can't get them all. So yeah. you kind of need to like because you can go as far as you know. There's a lot of people who work in like psychology, like the psychology field, and they kind of uh, mess around with architecture too. And they kind of like, what does a certain space do to your psyche? Yeah, I feel that hard. And that's, that's a big one with, like, office design, especially, too. You want it to feel warm, cozy? Yeah, because, like, the... Andrew Marchese. Oh, God. I'm alive and breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Dude, What's he doing? In my time playing Minecraft, unfault, and then he says, unfortunately. Oh, yikes, yikes, yikes. What's he doing? Oh, no, 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 no. Hmm? I'm alive and breathing. Oh. Dot dot dot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your life. I'm sorry for your life. <laughs> but so, what I was going to say is my time playing Minecraft, yeah. I've learned that wood warms the space up. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just having stone walls, like yeah. I usually just dig into a friggin' mountain. Yeah. But Doesn't then I place down the, the, a little nice wood wall and it yeah, warms people, it up. Yeah, people, wood, wood is not more like tactile. Yeah. People like to interact with wood. Like it's something they're not as, um, not afraid to approach, I guess. Yeah. Dude, I play though. I do, I do love warming up a space. Like I real yeah. like, like you said it when you walked in, you're like, oh, you yeah. like this room. And I was like, you were like, oh, and you seem to make it more B-Lal. Yeah. You get. It is like, the most correct. B-Lal version. But it's because my mind, like, it expands outward. I, yeah. It's hard to explain. Like, no, that makes sense. My I room mean, is a manifestation of my brain. A lot of people are like that. That makes sense. Like, you can, I mean, if you look at someone's room, it's probably 
pretty accurate description of what's like going yeah. like if it's super messy like either they're really messy as a person or like they're right now their life is kind of in chaos and they're super busy and things mm. like that or if it's orally the opposite my my room gets messy but then i clean it yeah mine like mine like you can always tell like when i have finals coming up based on what i remember dude <laughs> i do not miss finals yeah. everything in my life that i enjoyed used to go to shit yeah around final time I'm yeah. like, yep. I'm not. I'm eating saltines and gogurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's like, um, yeah. Psychology is a big one where people are, are getting involved with, sort of in the field. That's actually cool. like office design and things like that. Because like the open office is like awful and people hate it. Dude, are we it. just willing like with the whole psychology of a space? Like we just want them to feel like natural spaces where the humans evolved. Yeah, like you. That's want, what we're gunning, gunning for. You, you want a space that, yeah, feels natural. Like you want as many natural elements in, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that you create naturalness, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Because sort of like the thing about being natural and organic is that it's natural and organic, and it's not touched by anything. But we're trying to curate that and like design that, so that's a little bit weird. You know what I mean? Like, like fake trees. Like, you're trying to bring sort of, like, a natural green element to what you're doing, but it's fake. Like, it's the least natural What the hell thing. is natural, though? I know, We used to do this in philosophy all the time. Yeah. It's like, is plastic natural? It's like, it comes from stuff here. Yeah. I've always been on the train of, yeah, like, everything's natural. You yeah. It's kind of, like... Like, yeah, we manipulate it, you know? But, yeah, that's kind of... That's a big one. And so people are trying to... Like, you'll see, like, those, like, Google or Apple offices where it's kind of, like, funky and it's supposed yeah. to be fun or whatever. Like, there's a lot of... Open space. Yeah. Like, open source, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everything just comes together. Like yeah. There's a lot more... Stuff. Movement's a big one that people shoot for in office spaces. They want... They don't want you to sit at your desk all day. Hmm. They want you to move around and, like, interact with people. Like, sort of, that's where the ideas are supposed to happen, right? You kind of walk, walking down, you bump into someone. Oh, what's a cool thing you got in your hand? And you chit-chat. Yeah. That's a little naive, I think. A little, a little bit weird. Like, but sit at your fucking desk and do your work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a little weird. Okay. But it's it's a little awkward. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just think. I like the, I like what they're gunning for. Though. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of trial and error. And the thing that's really bad about it, too, is. This is a really interesting video. I think it was by Vox, I want to say. It was talking about open offices or whatever. And so the original open office, well, I, I say the original, but one of the originals was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright, which is like probably the most famous American architect there is. And so people loved his design, his, like his open office design. And his open office design was like really great. That's because he was able to do it, and mm. there was a lot of curation and a lot of like really detailed planning into it that made it like lively and really like a nice space to be in and work in. The problem is, is once you kind of make one iteration of something like an open office, everyone takes it, and yeah, kind of bastardize it a little bit, and they kind of try to take your formula and apply it in areas where it doesn't make sense, yeah. And then you slowly, slowly, like, devolve into, like, a copy of a copy of a copy. And the next thing you know, you're just... Telephone. Yeah. Next, telephone. Yeah, 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 exactly. And next thing you know, you're just <clears> in, a, like, a building that has, like, shitty windows, shitty ventilation, and everyone's in cubicles, and everyone's miserable. And it derived from a really great idea. Huh. But it just, like, went really, really bad. So I think that's a... 
big i think that's a lesson we've learned now sort of as an industry that you can't just copy and paste everything because that's what like modernism was and that went terribly yeah you can't you can't just all individual yeah like there's a big movement in like the 1900s of like because steel and concrete were on the rise and they were like oh this is like the world's material like we can use it everywhere so there's a lot of people a lot of you know famous sort of architects that were trying to make like the one the international styles what they'd call it like the one international the one building type that fit all but that doesn't make any sense one size fits all yeah it doesn't make any sense because the needs of somewhere in Arizona desert Texas are going to be different from the needs of somewhere in Russia like completely different environments completely different cultures so People are moving away from that, at least. There's a lot more curation, a lot more mm. thought put into it. Like, literally just, like, in here, you're like, in a northern, east, yeah. northeastern, like, it needs to be yeah. closed off. Like, it needs to be insulated. Yeah. Yeah, like, regions like this are super tough, too, because in the summer, you need it to be cool. Yeah. Because it gets really hot, especially on the east coast, where it's, like, really humid. And then in the winter, you have to keep, keep it. it insulated, keep it warm, keep it all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's tough to do things like that in these kind of regions but you know are you an ac guy um i was for a super long time i try to avoid it when i can yeah just because i don't know like just natural air is nice yeah it's just better dude because i always was and then i lived down the cape and there's no ac yeah and i was like oh my god this is awesome like i'm just used to the hot it being hot i was i've been trying to adjust um my like my heat tolerance i guess you yeah. call it because like i can handle the winter winter is good hate the summer like i can't stand it yeah because i can't deal deal with the heat see but, i like i feel like summer and winter are the real seasons i hate the transitionary seasons really i hate fall and i hate spring. i love fall i'm like can you just get me where you're going yeah <laughs> i feel that it's true I, I hear you spring is okay i like spring yeah i like spring summer is the worst i can't deal with that really i, I love it. summer i hate it I love just running, just, but I do love that feeling of just being able to walk out, no shoes, like tank top, and yeah. your body not having to work at all to keep yourself. If anything, you're gaining energy from yeah. the warmth around you. But yeah, okay, fair enough. But I also hate walking and sweating when I'm walking. Yeah, like I'm, just, like, I'm a sweater too, dude. Like I, yeah, like if I'm walking to work, like I have my shirt on, my pants, I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Like it's hot as fuck. Yeah, I'm always like dipping across the streets to get into like shade and like trying to figure it's the worst i'm not not a big fan of it mm. so it goes i do love the winter though i just like you're saying there's i feel like underneath everyone's like shivers and everything is the fear that like they're not gonna warm up again and it's like mm. i think people just resign themselves way too quickly to that they're cold yeah Cause, like they walk out and they're like i'm cold and like that's the first thought they have in their head Dude, I was I was with some I was with some kid, and we were outside for thirty seconds. Yeah, and he had a big jacket on, a big jacket. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I looked at him and he was shaking. <laughs> and all I had was like a I had a very light jacket on, the yeah. short sleeve. Yeah. But I mean, I take cold showers and everything, so like my body is used yeah, to the yeah. cold. Yeah. But the, this dude was literally like uncontrollably shivering i was like oh my god Jesus, and the dude. teeth i heard his teeth clattering that's what that's what <laughs> like clued me in i was like whoa really and but wild. then i got really scared because i was like yo your body's actually like yeah way out of alignment like you can't keep your own heat yeah it, it's depending on exterior circumstances yeah 
it's fucked up. I was like, that's not good, man. That's you need not good. You I said, I was, like, I was like, you need a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. like, what the? I don't need to get more cold. Yeah. I mean, you need to like, train yourself to deal with it. But it's like, it's whatever. Like, it doesn't, I don't know. I'm just so used to it. That I just hate people who, like, pride themselves on being like, oh, we're the Northeast. What? I totally pride myself no, on that. But, no, but look, I hate people who do simultaneously say that and then complain about the cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, no, no, yeah, you don't you get out of that. You that. can't, yeah. no. Yeah, no. You better suffer with the rest of us. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you thinking talking about? Yeah, but, dude, I'm, tr- I'm finna get back to jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu is the one yeah. that I dug. Yeah, I like it, too. I don't know why, like, Thai boxing just, I don't know, it just does it for me. There's something, like, I, I like, I want to say that, like, it's really detailed and, like, articulate and, like, there's real, like, finesse and real art to it, but that's the same thing with jiu-jitsu, so I can't really say that as my reasoning. To I just didn't like getting punched. Yeah, it's kind of a bitch move. But like... No, it's, I get it. I get it. It's not fun getting hit. But... Yeah. I was just like, these kids are all, like, letting stress out of their life. I'm like, I am too, <laughs> but I'm like, I'd rather just, But, like, like... everyone is, when you, so when I, when I, when I say this to everyone, like, when I talk to, like, my friends about this, and, like, no one's there to, like, hurt you. Yeah. Like, no one wants to hurt yeah. you. Yeah. Like, people at, you know, like, kickboxing gyms, whatever like that, like, like people have this weird, like, concept that everyone there's just, like, a roided up muscle head ready to... Just ready to snap. Ready to <laughs> people out, but it's not like that at all. And, like, if you're at a gym like that, and you're at a gym where your coach is letting that happen, then leave. Like, don't go. Bad. Yeah. But, like, especially if you're new, like... The coaches are gonna like take it real slow with you and be like, "Not Joe, not Joe Lozon, Joe." <laughs> okay, <laughs> Joe Lozon will let us get lit up. Did you? I, I saw on Rogan. I was just about to bring this up. Did you see the video of Joe Lozon and his brother beating the shit out of each other at a family party? No, really. I have to show this to you. It's so funny. It's, I when I saw it, I was like, Soto and I were in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> I was so it was so funny because he fought. Earlier this year in February, and I was super pumped because, like, I, I was watching this. So, like, I was with all, <coughs> all my friends, like, yo, I, I traded this guy. Yeah. In the yeah, I mean, he got, he lost, but <laughs> that's whatever. Yeah, Wins on, lose on. Yeah, yeah, but it was super cool to, like, see him fight. And I was like, I traded with a guy. Lozon. Was on. I just like that he's, I'm pretty sure it's Irish. Ah, Lozon sounds Italian. Dude, why are people so, like, I even just caught myself doing it. People love being Irish. Yeah, you guys are weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weird as fuck. Like, yeah, know. it's an Irish guy. Yeah, I don't know. McGregor, like, lit so the world weird. on fire yeah, with, I, with the Irish thing. Yeah. There's something with Irish and fighting. The fighting yeah. Irish. Like, yeah. What is weird about it, I get that Ireland loves them, but it's weird that America loves them for being Irish. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, I, I know there are a lot of Irish in the U.S. But it's almost like there's this tribalism that yeah. just wants to bubble up. It's super weird. I don't get it. People want to, like, they want to go back to that one generation ago. Yeah. Two generations ago. I don't know. I've never felt that way. Really? Never. Never? super just me. You don't have a Guatemalan shirt under your shirt right now? (laughs) It's just right now. We'll rip it off. (laughs) (laughs) I I think when I was younger, I think I had a little bit more, like, I guess pride in it. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Like, we're American. Yeah. Like, I'm so fucking... We're American. I've done nothing Guatemala in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what their food is. Like, I don't know what they The last do thing yet. I am is a Guido. <laughs> like, I'm not Italian, yeah. and I'm really not Irish. Yeah. I know yeah, nothing. Like, I don't do anything Guatemalan at all. Like, I mean, I still, like, you know, there's a part of me that 
has a certain level of comfort around people who are Hispanic or people who are African American, or there's a certain amount of like, there's a slight connection now, like a slight yeah. subliminal like feeling of of um, I guess family, I guess yeah, oneness, I guess, but it's not like like I don't care. Yeah, you're not gonna win me over by being this or that or not being this or that. Yeah, know? it's the type. It's the type of person. Yeah, like in no way am I seeking a certain race for a certain thing in my hmm. life. Like, it's just so irrelevant to me. But I don't get it. I don't, there's been a rise of that recently of, like, owning, I guess, your culture, your heritage. But, which... <laughs> Dude. <laughs> funny thing. Someone was like, it's on that same vein. Someone was like, I'm going to have an English muffin. And I was like, my culture is not your muffin. <laughs> my culture is not your muffin. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play this game? I'll play this game. <laughs> it's super like I, yeah. I don't mind people like owning their culture, their heritage. That's fine, but it's weird how like defensive people are about it now. Yeah, like, it's like this is mine. Like you can't touch it. I'm like why? It doesn't make any sense. Like like can we all just enjoy it? Like, yeah, it hey, doesn't make sense. Like, you got some cool stuff over there. Like cool. Like, I want. Let me incorporate the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take all that good. Let me take the good. I guess stuff. that is the fear, though. I get. Like, in particular, like, this is one particular issue I can, like, bring up that makes sense, where it's, like, um, like, African-American women, especially in the workplace, were criticized for, like, a long time, and still are criticized about, like, wearing their, like, natural hair or whatever. Like, it's unprofessional, it's messy, it's, like, yeah. nappy, whatever, all that kind of nonsense. But then there's a lot of, there's, like, a little bit of a trend of, like, white girls, and they have the same hairstyle, and people think it's, like... Cool. I'm like, hey, but this what is was this? New. It was called blackfishing or something like that. Oh, I just saw what this. Was that? Yeah, I heard that too. I it's like know. white girls who are like acting as if they're black and on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're trying to convince it. They're like getting these super dark tans and wearing the hair out and so, talking a certain way. Yeah, so weird. Because it's like it's like almost like that. I get it why gave it's them. Yeah, like some sort of I don't even know what it gave them. It's like the thing to do now. Yeah, it's weird. It's just really right? weird. Like the thing to do is to be like African. Like the thing to do is to be. It's like minority. pop culture, almost. Yeah, I think everyone is kind of looking for their minority group, and they're like, "I belong to this, and this is my team." Like, we're, like we're oppressed, and this is my team. This is what we're doing. We're oppressed. Yeah, it's super weird to me. I'm yeah, like, I don't get it at all. How about this transracial? You can what do whatever you want. It's just like transgender, except you can just choose, change races. No, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> Excuse me. Careful, Soto. This is going on no, the internet. I don't care. You can't do that. Like you can, you can appreciate. Like I've yeah. no, I have no problem with someone who's like white or black or whatever, and like falling in love with like a different culture and like being a part of it. Cool. Like that's dope. Like do your thing. You can't claim that. Like. Yeah. Like, I'm black and I'm Guatemalan. I can't say I'm Asian. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm yeah, not. it's just like, not. I'm not. <laughs> like, it's just factually incorrect. It's defying biology. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's just bad. Like, I can fall in love with Asian culture and, like, be a part of it and, like, want to do whatever the hell they and do. That, yeah, and that way you can, like, totally. adopt it. And, yeah, like, and you can just, you know, respect it and be a part of it. But to then go and be like, yeah, I'm Asian. Yeah. <laughs> I get why people are saying like I identify as yeah like I've, that always, I see. I've always felt this way. <sighs> that bothers me. Like I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. I think it's a little. 
Like, I, it, that doesn't bother me as much, I guess. Are we still talking racial, and now are we talking gender? I was thinking that. Because I don't know why it doesn't bother me as much when you say that I've always felt like a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm more okay with that than someone saying I've always felt Asian. I don't know why. That doesn't make any sense why I'd be more okay with the gender one. I think it's because it's, like, it's it's applicable to any individual, maybe. Like, any whether Asian, like, American, Irish, whatever it is, you can be man or woman, but... Yeah. I also think it's... Because you don't really need to do much to go out of your way. Like, if you're a man and you always felt like a woman... You, you gotta make some changes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you gotta you gotta do some things to be a woman. So I guess I'm more okay with that. Whereas like if you're white and you just love you know like Latino culture or whatever, you just, you just gotta listen to. Like, <laughs> you gotta listen to some, some fucking Ricky. That's all you gotta do. You're good. You gotta listen to. Like, you're good. Like a Ricky Martin. <laughs> Good. You don't have to do anything else. <laughs> like you're fine oh. after that. So, Jesus. I guess man. I guess that's why I'm a little bit more okay with someone like saying I've always felt like a woman. But, yeah. Be whoever you want to be. In my opinion. Yeah. Don't think you're any better than anyone else for being a certain way, because that doesn't make any sense. Like, don't. You know, I guess and don't hate people who are just just a regular white male <laughs> living their life. Like, you cisgender white male. God, I... Dude, they could even clump you in with white males. Think so? Yeah. I do hang out with white people mostly. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely cisgendered. Definitely cisgendered. Yeah. You breeder. No, <laughs> you be mean. You breeder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just... I, I, I don't get the race, the... Transracial. No, I, I didn't even... Actually... Transage. I saw that one. What? Yeah, there's like this six-year-old guy. He's like, wants to claim he's like 17 or something. Chill out, little homie. <laughs> <laughs> Your time will come. Chill out. <laughs> no, that's... No, he's 60. Oh, I want to And he wants six. to claim he's like 16. No, you're a weirdo, dude. Or two. Maybe it could have even been a two-year-old. It's like, dude, you're old. No, that's that's a mental issue. Yeah. I wonder where you draw the line at when it becomes a mental mm. issue versus just how you feel. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is actually an unstable individual. Yeah. Like, out of the people who feel like they're transgender, someone in there has to have, like, a mental Definitely. issue. You know what I mean? Like, sure, there are plenty of them who are perfectly normal people who just feel like you know they've always wanted to be a woman or a man their whole life who are you is it seven nine three nine no it's some eight some random ass number it's a hang up number but um hang up number <laughs> but a certain amount of them have to have some like instability yeah that's with any group man yeah yeah i don't know but what i was saying is i don't get the like why everyone wants to be oppressed now because then you get moral superiority. It's so stupid. You get the high ground. Yeah. yeah. Chill. But Damn it! <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. So this is what I was thinking, and I'm not like a uh, historian in any sense of the word. Like I have no expertise in this. But 
from what I can tell, mm-hmm. it seemed like the civil rights movement of like you know the '60s and all that. It seemed like there was a push for yeah, there was a push for equal rights amongst like you know racial groups or whatever. But it seemed like the attitude felt more like treat me like an individual, and I could be wrong on this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know the history of it that well, but it seemed more like there's people, you know, there's black people saying, "Look, I just want to be a fucking person. Like, just treat me like a person, and we're good. Like, you don't have to give me any special treatment. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Like, I just want to be considered one of you, I guess." But now it feels like every kind of group wants a special privilege. Mm. They want they they yeah. no they no longer want to be I'm me, this is my group, don't treat me differently because I'm transgender or because I'm Asian or because I'm whatever. It's more like this is my group, I am trans this is my my family, my tribe or whatever. Treat us all better. Like yeah. treat us as a unit. Treat us like you know, we should get to make the rules because we were Yeah. Oppressed or something like that. Yeah, which is weird, and which is where I, I think that's where I, I disagree, and that's where I fall off of like the whole social justice warrior thing. Yeah, because you know, in practice, in theory, it makes sense. Like everyone should have equal rights. Like, cool, got it. If you want to do this, if you want to become a woman, if you want to become a man, cool, do your thing. Whatever, I don't really care. But once you start saying like, treat my group with a special privilege or whatever, or like you know, treat us all as a unit, then it kind of falls off for me. Yeah, like, I feel that. I can't that. be a part of it anymore. Like, dude, I heard in a Jordan Peterson, and it was he was talking to a transgender woman, yeah. Camille Paglia, yeah. one of my favorite conversations ever. <clears throat> but she was talking about how when she was in college, there was a curfew for girls, but there wasn't for boys. Mm-hmm. And the administration was like, oh, well, you could get raped. Yeah. And, it, there, and the girl's argument was like, well, then let us risk being raped. Yeah. And I was like, Totally. That's that's awesome. It's yeah. not like you're claiming that you're not going to go out there and get raped because it could happen. Yeah. But they want the freedom in the face of the vulnerability. And yeah. I was like, that is beautiful. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel like it should be. Whereas, you know, you can't treat a certain group a certain amount of, like, extra privilege and rights. So, like, the um, the equal pay sort of controversy whatever i don't know the facts or statistics on it because i've heard it go both ways where people say like um i've heard some people say it's because men and women are working different jobs yeah and then i've heard the same argument of people like no same exact jobs same exact position yeah same women getting paid less than men so i don't know the truth on it i don't know the facts on it whatever they are they are but like obviously that's ridiculous like you shouldn't be treat you shouldn't be paid less if you're doing the same thing because you're a woman or a man. But, um, I was going to say, where's I going with this? I can use this as a jump off point until you remember. Yeah. Like if you're, if, if Susie and Bobby are filing memos. Oh, I know I was going to say, keep going now. Don't, go ahead. But, they should get paid the same. Yeah, but for, from, from what I know, that's, isn't that already like law? Like I don't. I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that's already a law where you can't discriminate pay based on like gender or like race or sexual preference or whatever sexual orientation. So what I was going to say is, okay, let's say we have the law already, which I'm pretty sure we do. Okay, so legislatively, we're good. We got that down. So we can't do anything there. 
and I would never advocate for legislation that says like you have to pay women the same or men the same as the other gender because that's a slippery slope. Yeah, that's like then you're 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 forgetting about certain factors that could be relevant to why you're getting paid differently. When you say they have to make the same is a lot different than saying you can't discriminate between. Yeah. You know, like those allegedly men do way more dangerous jobs. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's just <clears> like, <throat> like let's say there's a certain field I don't know, let's just there's a certain field where women make more than men, right? Let's just nursing. I don't know. Let's just Yeah, let's just say they do in nursing. I have no idea. I don't think that's true, but Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have no idea. But, like, if you change the law to say men have, like, they, men and women have to make the same amount of money, then the same goes in reverse for men who maybe in this case don't deserve the same as women for, you know, X amount of reasons. Like, who knows why they don't deserve the same more. So, anyway, so basically what I'm saying is I would disagree with anyone who said the law should be that they have to have the same amount of money. Because then you're not accounting for factors like time spent, quality of work, you know, things like that. There's a thing Peterson always talks about, and I can just hear it lightly veiled. It's the equality of opportunity, which we should have. Yeah, for sure. But we should not have equality yeah. of outcome. Yeah. But what I think um, certain things like this bring up, so legislatively we're good, I think. We can't do anything else. But what I think the movement is trying to do, or what I hope they're trying to do, I don't really know what they're trying to do, but is to sort of unveil that maybe, okay, Listen, we have the law, we have the rules, but for some reason they're not being followed. So mm. I I would appreciate the movement if it was like sort of an investigation into why and then like how can we change it and what can we do to, you know, not legislatively because, again, I think we're fine, but just, I guess, culturally change and fix things in that sense. But that's way too nuanced. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think anyone is talking like that yeah, or saying that. So, and, I don't think anyone's holding the poster that's no saying... No one's screaming that through yeah, a bullhorn. I don't think, I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone has a poster saying, legislatively, we're good, but... <laughs> not but, really but culturally... Call people yeah, back. Yeah. But culturally, I think we should maybe look into it a yeah. bit. Yeah. That's just it, though, is that on a lot of these things, the law is already correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, let me even rephrase that. I feel like the lo- like popular opinion precedes the law. And so, what do you mean? So, like the way the law follows the way people think on a subject. So, yeah. so people start believing in gay marriage. The law is slower, but the law follows. Gay marriage becomes legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marijuana slowly but surely, all these places are starting to take it up. Yeah. Eventually, it'll be federally legal. Yeah. So my thought process is, a lot of these things are trying to policy in popular opinion. Yeah. Like, say, for example, the the multiple gender thing. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe popular opinion will change and law will pre and law will like yeah. proceed it. But what they want to do is hop in above it and say, okay, no, this is the way it has to be. Right. This is the way everyone has to think. You have to you yeah. have to say there's all these genders. Yeah. And yeah. so they're putting the cart before the horse in that way. Yeah. Whereas like you were saying, like it's kind of the individual's yeah. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that makes sense. But I also don't know. If I'm an advocate for whatever cause of mine that I'm advocating for, I feel like you would probably do that, you know? Yeah. Because like if, if it's something you're so passionate about, something you really believe in, and you think that, like, there should be law, like, why would you think otherwise? Then I guess your first approach would be to be, like, let's make this law. Like, I'm not going to... Why would I change public opinion when this is the obvious answer? Mm. You know what I mean? 
Like, then they, then they have to change their opinion. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then they, yeah. Then they have to. Like, it's so weird. That's a... It's difficult to tell people who feel so passionate about something that, like, either let's do this slowly or, like, let's you know, change public opinion. Like, yeah, you can't, like, tell it's people. It's a slow card, dude. Yeah. But, I don't know. That's a tough one. I just think, in general, though, we could probably talk to each other better. Absolutely. <laughs> we definitely don't. But what's so weird about that is... I feel like everyone said this is what I don't get I feel like everyone I talk to almost everyone I talk to says that we need to talk to each other better and that like in there in no one no one people rarely like admit a bias so what I mean by that is like pretty much people in like a way to appear um Sort of like in the middle, I guess, more objective. They'll say like, "Oh, I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. Like, I'm I'm independent." Yeah, that's a classic. I'm very center. Yeah, I'm <laughs> dead center. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I got it. That triggers me every time people say that. They're like, I'm independent. I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> um, and so I don't know, Pete. So basically, what I'm saying is, people seem like they're pretty willing to have a conversation. They're pretty willing to like hear people out, or they 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 at least think that there's like a level of objectivity to themselves that like, you know, they're not so staunchly in favor of of, of sort of like one side of the political spectrum. So everyone seems okay with talking. Everyone seems okay with being objective. Everyone acknowledges that we have a problem talking, but. No one does anything. Does anything, yeah. Yeah, which is really, like, I don't get that. And people, like, openly admit that, like, oh, we're, like, the country's so divisive right now and that we need to talk and we need to communicate we need to work together and it doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? It's like people yelling that at each other from opposite sides of the picket fence. And yeah. kind of like, like, we need to talk. Yeah. And, like, no one is doing it. Which I kinda, think the big yeah. problem is people are so in their emotions about this shit. Dude, yeah. That in... So once you trigger someone's emotion, once they fly off the emotional handle and they yeah. become emotionally hijacked, like yeah. the conversation is over. Yeah, they can't stay calm and understand that someone has a different perspective on something and just logically yeah. argue and stay calm. It's, yeah, I don't see. I very very rarely see that. I like even if I poke at someone like a little bit on something. Yeah, like because I, I at least. In my experience, like, people who I interact with seem to be very left-oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, playing devil's advocate, I, I espouse right values. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I well, that I own them. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, people see me as, like, a threat. Yeah. And then, like, they just fly up the handle and then... Yeah. I feel that. I, I've, I've tried very hard over my years yeah. to, like, have conversations, like, about political topics... And it's funny because there, there are people who I can talk to about this stuff now who before, like, because, <laughs> okay, I, like, in my school, like, uh, it's, like, mostly, like, in architecture, it's, like, mostly girls. It's, like, I don't know what the ratio is. Probably, wow. like, probably, like, 85 to, like, 15%. Wow. Like, it's heavy, heavy into, in, over on females, which is weird. It's just my year. The other years, I don't like. Anyway, so, like, whenever a topic comes up regarding sort of, like, gender issues or whatever, <laughs> Like, I always need to walk on, like, super thin. Especially yeah. especially at the beginning, it was rough. Like, it was tons so, of precursors to it what was you're so saying. so uncomfortable talking about these things, especially yeah. at the beginning, because, like, 
I would, you know, we'd talk about something, I'd be like the only guy, and there'd be like five girls there. I'm like, oh my god. And they're all just like looking at me. Just like <laughs> say fucking waited. It's like I dare you say it. So, <laughs> so like I've had like I've had to learn slowly but surely to like to like walk that thin line and like eventually you develop relationships with people where they know you're yeah you have the rap part they're like he's not hateful yeah you're coming from a good place whenever you're talking about certain topics or whatever but yeah it's just I think people need to stop having that mentality where they're just kind of like fuck they're fucking waiting like they're waiting to disown you waiting to batter you waiting to call you this that to be outraged yeah and it's just like people just kind of just need to sit down and like relax and talk things out which is tough to do Actually, it's not that tough to do. That's a bullshit excuse. It's really not that hard yeah. <laughs> to really sit down and talk Seriously. to people. Like, it's really not. Like, you have so much time in the day, and, like, there's so many different ways to talk and to communicate these days that, like, the idea that you can't be calm, relax, and, like, seek out information is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. In an age where information is so available. Well, people don't want to hang. People feel like if you come at someone's political views, like you're going at them themselves. Yeah. And then it's awkward after the fact because yeah. it's like, oh, we disagree. And it's yeah. like, you can't just sit with the idea that yeah. we believe different things. Because but we're politics both is so personal these days. It's big time personal. You know? like it feels... Yeah, no, that's actually really weird because it feels like most of the political issues or most of the topics we talk about these days have to do with sort of like personal feelings or personal issues. There's honestly a lot more important things to be talking about, but yeah, but like like the headlines never are have anything to do with like global warming or like certain environmental changes. Or I guess they do sometimes, but it's pretty rare. Those, those things kind of happen. Like objective things that are pretty important that we should probably talk about kind of rarely come up. Mm. It's mostly talking about feelings and like social issues, I guess, which is fine and I guess in a way it's kind of a good thing that we have so much time to talk about social issues and we're not talking about you know the people across the border who are ready to invade and (laughs) we don't have to worry about war and famine and things like that and disease so I guess yeah I guess it's a good thing that we're talking about social issues things are too easy dude yeah it's just I guess it's a good thing that always triggers me so much dude when um I'll see some stupid thing on Facebook where it's like um 18 year olds back in the day were going to war. <laughs> they still 18, are. Yeah, well, yeah, they still are. <laughs> a, they still are. But B, and then B is, a, is, but 18 year olds these days like need safe spaces. Like, we're all the real men at or some stupid nonsense stuff like that. I'm like, well, like, I get it, but it's probably a good thing that, like, that's our concern is safe spaces yeah, right? rather than jumping out of a plane into <laughs> the fucking oh, yeah. into Europe jumping in the hack some children yeah, just, with a shovel just like. hoping you land on the fucking ground <laughs> like I suppose it's a little better these days yeah know? right we've gotten a little pretty little better <laughs> yeah yeah so, uh, safe space so yeah. what do you think of them <laughs> stupid but it's uh I I don't know there's, there's two parts to it I get the idea of, of wanting to curate <coughs> your life experience and wanting to sort of take out toxic people from your life or what you conceive to be toxic or whatever. Yeah. But I think, I think it, it requires a certain level of maturity. Like mm. I feel like you have to earn a safe space. Like yeah, you absolutely. To, you need a pass to be like, okay, you're mature enough to have one. And I guess what I mean by that is, is that 
you're not so fragile and weak that you're incapable of like facing conflicts but you're just choosing to like you're choosing to just get rid of that out of your life yeah like when you're talking about actual deep thing like yeah yeah if it's like rape or something like that like that's that's in my mind like it's not like talking about like Trump or yeah yeah that's something I was gonna say yeah so I guess like I don't know I kind of feel like you need like a bar to get in like yeah you can have a safe space but after you've done after you've been to war (laughs) yeah (laughs) after you jumped into Europe (laughs) dude do you know what's funny though is like like almost kind of like pseudo safe space it was like so I was the philosophy major so you're in a philosophy class dude intellectual war you say something kids everyone's coming at you yeah they're like they're like oh you said this well this means that and like you're getting met on what you say and so me coming from those classes goes into another class like say an anthropology class which was much much softer yeah so kids say something i'm gonna come out i'm gonna be like meet you on your sessions i'm like oh so you said this so dad says that you meet you think this and they're like they feel like I'm coming at them personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, like, especially I had one class that was all girls. Yeah. And I would, like, like, I almost got looked at like a bully. And I'm yeah, just, yeah. like, trying to, just trying to have, like, intellectual conversation. Yeah. It's the same thing with architecture, too, because we deal with critiques all the time. So we're getting critiqued by our professors and, like, outside critics and, like, our peers all the time. So by now we're super used to it. Like, if you're, you know, if we're in the same class and you hey what do you think of this I can give you my opinion we're good like we're not gonna you know we know how to speak to each other constructively and say this isn't working but this is great whatever I remember I took a photography class this semester too which is super dope by the way love photography now but so I took a photography class (laughs) it's so funny because the the professor was like so we're gonna have critiques like every whatever so you know you present your photos and you present it to the class and people can give their opinions or whatever and when he said that the first day, everyone was shook. Everyone was nervous. People were like, we're going we're gonna to present our work, and people are going to, like, critique and give criticism. And, like, everyone was shook and super nervous. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm dealing with a bunch of, like, business majors and, like, other, like, people who have never dealt with this in their life. The feeders. Yeah, so it's just super. Feeder yeah, so it's just super funny to see, like, people don't talk to each other that way. Yeah. And things like that. Feedback, man. Yeah. But it's been super helpful to, I guess, being a major where consistently giving feedback and like people yeah. critiquing your work and you have to have those like conversations all the time people check my shit in philosophy a yeah. lot I, of I imagine like i never really <laughs> thought of it like that but i imagine philosophy is a big time like, especially when i come out with these ideas of like men and women want to do different things yeah and i say this in a group of cl- and they're all like what do you mean and i'm like well and then yeah. you've got to go into like because it's a lot of backstory to get to that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But people come at you, and you have, and you get like sometimes I'm sitting there, I'm like the whole class is coming at me right now. Yeah. I'm like, it's so I'm funny. Like, Let's go though. I got, I bet you sitting there in clashes like, <laughs> like both the Nordic me. countries, yeah, just <laughs> that, stuck on the Nordic countries. Me too, movement. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. It was fun, dude. I love it. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was considering doing. Something like that. I don't know. I always second guess my major, and it's funny because I'm at the end of the end of the rope now. Well, if it makes you feel any better, you're going to graduate with job prospects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Probably will. I I could get a job right now, really, if I wanted to. 
funny. Does make me feel a little better. Uh, I just, I remember I, I had no idea. No, no one in my family had ever been to college. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, all right, start. I started with accounting. Like, yeah. I was like, I went to account. I was like, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And then I just started trying stuff. Yeah. And then I went to a philosophy class and they were like, okay, read this, read this like lifeboat ethics. Yeah. And I was like, I read it. And then like the next day we come in and everyone was just talking about their opinion on it. And yeah. everyone was just tearing each other to shreds. And yeah. I was like, I love it. <laughs> I it's, like, it. it's like war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just clicked. Yeah. That's a good, I don't know. I guess I just need to find that. That original sort of feeling I had with architecture at the beginning. I got a question, man. Sure. Holy new new topic. Sure. Have your views on religion or spirituality, meaning, anything like that evolved over the years? Because mm. you've mm. always been kind of agnostic. Yeah, I still pretty much am. I wouldn't say it's changed too much. Like... Mm. Like, I don't think that, um, like, any particular doctrine is the one. Yeah. It's kind of insane to me. Um, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's just, it's it'd be weird if someone got, like, the specific rule book. Like, that's Like, yeah, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, I don't know, the world is just so weird that... Like, I don't know. Part of me thinks that there's some sort of like omnipotent, omnipotent is yep. that the word? Like force controlling everything. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a bald man in the sky. I don't know if it's just what we call physics. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's Rogan. <laughs> or I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Rogan. Or I don't know if it's like yeah. if it's just physics. Like I don't know what that is. But there's some sort of I guess orchestrator of everything. Um, religion doesn't bother me like I don't care if you're religious to be honest um if that helps you it helps you and I get why people do it like it's it's a comfort to have yeah some sort of rule book some sort of like things to have um like guiding your life I think overall throughout history yeah it's been super negative but it's also been pretty positive and it's kind of the framework that we base especially like western culture it's pretty based on you know like Christian, Judeo Christian. Yeah, dude, those are the, those are literally like, the stories this culture is based upon. Yeah, and I think for the most part it's worked out. Obviously there are problems, but I think you know whatever. Spirituality. So religion, no, I'm I'm not a big fan of. Um, Dogmatic. Yeah. Spirituality. Yeah, it it's a little bit makes more sense because you're not sort of like, um, I guess under the thumb of some like yeah. all being creature and it's a lot more about the self and figuring out sort of like you know your the inner you i think it's still could be easy to use it as a crutch sometimes in like i've even found myself using it as a crutch sometimes not necessarily spirituality but the idea of trying to figure out me it's kind of a crutch sometimes as in like josh soto or is in like the the face under the faceless face under josh soto I guess a little of both. Things. I guess a little of both. But I guess what I mean by that is, like, I think people <clears throat> use that a lot of the time as a way of saying they're lost and instead of admitting that they're lost. I kind of, like, say that, oh, I'm taking this time to, like, figure out me, figure out myself, figure out... Which is fine, and it's important to figure out yourself and figure out what you want, but I feel like people sometimes use it as a little bit of a crutch. 
Definitely. As a way to like stop inertia and as a way to like stop movement or progress forward. People don't people don't want to take the wrong step and go down a road just to figure out it's the wrong road so they kinda like get stuck where they are. Versus not just kinda going down. Just doing it, making the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But I think overall, like it, overall it's good. It's good to look at yourself and it's good to be self critical and like analyze yourself and make sure I guess it's be honest with yourself. And however you do that, you know. Dude, that could, that is the hardest thing to do, though. Yeah. To be like, yep, I actually have a problem. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's pretty... I think it's harder to act on the problems you know that are there. That you makes know what sense. I mean? Because I'm pretty sure most people... Most people could definitely make a list of, like, five things that they don't like. So you can come to the conclusion, but then to put them into... Yeah, because most people... That makes sense. I think, well, I think... It's maybe better said, most people can make a list of things that they don't like about themselves, or things they have to improve. I think it's an extra level to figure out why, either mm. why these things bother them or why they do these things. That's an extra level of like analysis you have to do, which, I, again, I don't think it's super difficult, but I don't know how many people get to that point. But then like the hard point is to develop a plan to change or fix that develop like the motivation because we all know ourselves it's just a matter of if we want to yeah, let that you you know we want to ask the right question everyone knows the days where you slept in too late like you you know when you slept in too late or you know when you ate something terrible yeah or whatever or you know when you should have done something better than what you did and it's all for me it almost is like i find out because of this shame reflex yeah Our instinct is like oh i feel bad about that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah same yeah i feel that way all the time I remember what triggered me one time. I, I don't know if we talked about this. What triggered me one time was um, in sort of like a big wake-up call for me, I guess. In something I've been trying to work at. But again, like I was saying, I think I'm using it too much as a crutch and I just need to like just get over and do it. Was like, it was a few friends of mine who were like, um, like oh, like you could like give so much potential. Kind of like that conversation or whatever. And it annoyed me a little bit because, like, like I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm lazy. Like, I could do so much more than like what I am doing. So, like, the the idea that you would say that like, this is all you see of me, you know, and you say like I have potential based on like what you see of me, kind of annoyed me. And then it kind of made me realize that like, fuck, like, like they're right in a sense, but like it's shitty of me to. I guess had people t- say that to me like yeah. I shouldn't have gotten to that point where someone says that to me yeah they are recognizing that you're yeah. not good enough your potential yeah I feel that's down in my core dude. yeah I'm like oh, god damn it's not like I should be redeeming the social condition <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what I, I tried to yeah. do this year a bit and I did in some parts and didn't in a lot of other parts <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. But that's a struggle that every individual faces. Yeah. Living up to your potential. Yeah. You're just so shitty. That sucks. It's, it's like... awesome, though. Yeah, I guess. Because you're just pure. You start your life as literally. It's just like as if a ball was like about to like you. Yeah. It's like pure potential energy. <laughs> yeah. And then you just transform it into what is it? Kinetic energy? Yeah. Actualized? Kinetic energy. Yeah. Kinetic energy. Yeah. I think that actually becomes sense. something. But I think I think where shame comes in is that energy you kind of left behind, you know? Because mm. time is a continuous thing that you can't get back. So, like, 
every day you're this ball of energy, and so like flakes are falling off of you. Yeah, the you can't energy lost in friction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you turned physics into philosophy, baby. <laughs> we did it, dude. That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The friction, life's friction, takes away your energy. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, it feels shitty to sort of like leave that behind because I'm dust. And it's like such a momentum thing too because the more that you kind of like leave behind, the worse you feel. And then like the more you leave behind and then it's just like a really yeah. awful cycle. The Matthew principle, man. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. So there's no like, there's no staying the same. Yeah. There's only getting better or getting worse. Yeah. And essentially it says to those who have everything and like everything will be given. To those yeah. who have nothing, everything will be taken. Mm. So it's like the more you, the more you have, like the more people are giving you the more. Yeah, like it's like exponential in either direction. That makes sense. There's no stagnation. I mean, that kind of goes to the old adage of like ninety percent of getting in, of doing anything is showing up, which yeah. is like the truest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, so many things in life are open for you, and like there's so many opportunities if you just like go and do them. Like mm. you're good. Like you already beat out like so many people yeah. who didn't show up that day. Which is like a hard pill to swallow, but um, I don't know. Do you have a, uh, I guess, sort of a belief of, um, not clarity, do you think that there will be a moment where things kind of change for you, if that makes sense? Like, is hmm. there a... That aha moment? Yeah. Or do you think that your life just needs to be a grind and you're just slowly going to build up to be what you want to be? Or do you feel like there'll be that day or that time period in your life where you're like, this is it. Like, I'm going to take off here, everything will work, and I'm just going to kill it. From that I think that's on. what people think it is. Yeah. But I don't think that's how it works. I don't think so either. I think it's slowly, like, refining your will, like, mm. sharpening that knife yeah, I think over so. a lifetime until you're able to do whatever the fuck it is you want yeah. to do because you have been like, fucking, I'm going to get before I end the day and do that. Yeah. Because I, like, I don't think it's like, okay, now I'm done. Like, yeah. It's, it's definitely just, right. New Year's. <laughs> new Year's, new me. It's definitely right, but it's just so... <clears throat> it's like another hard pill to swallow where it's like... Um, I don't want to say that the aha never happens, though. Because I, I think sometimes people do hit rock bottom. Yeah. And they're like, no, fuck this. And then it starts... The aha moment is what starts them on that mm, slow path. So you're going on the opposite direction. So I feel like most people don't think of their life that way. Most people think of their life as sort of like the uh, you know you're kind of living your life and then all of a sudden something just pops and like you're good to go I don't, I don't think people think of it their aha moment is going downhill then up first they kind of think of themselves as being stagnant and then they shoot up yeah you know what I mean which I think is a lot less realistic I don't think there's stagnation oh yeah I, get, I see what you're saying I think you're going up or going down yeah I don't know because it's it's so easy to believe that like this semester I'm going to study hard, I'm going to do this, and then you're probably not. Like, <laughs> if you did, if I you, know that feel. If, if you didn't do it before, you it's unlikely you're going to do it now. Yeah. Like, there's no, I think, I don't know if there's an aha moment, but I think there are moments of, like, plateaus. And mm. I guess plateaus, and used in a good sense in this way, where it's like, those are the moments where people recognize what all the hard work kind of went to you know what I mean yeah so like, like checkpoints yeah, yeah yeah like 
you know, we love we love sort of like that romantic story of like this day was the day where I like got that job or I turned it around mm. or whatever. But I think there's an untold story of everything. Usually, an untold story of everything that built up before that that got you to that launching point, and that was just happened to be the one for you that day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like all the attempts to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that reservoir that built up of willpower. Yeah, like I like it's kind of like there's an infinite amount of like launching points where like your life can take off and be good. Yeah, it's that potential that's in every moment. Yeah, it's just that that day happened to have been your day based on the work you've put in. The will to change has to outweigh the will to stay the same, or yeah. rather, just resistance in general. Yeah, which is it takes a lot. It takes a lot. It takes a lot, man. It sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I I often lose that battle. Yeah, but I mean, you've been like consistent, like for a long time, or seemingly consistent. I don't know how you would describe yourself, but I'm up and down. Yeah. I get a lot of I get a lot of upswings and downswings. Yeah, but it seems like at least you know from the outside, from my perspective. You've I struggle with that potential thing all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I should be up at 5 a.m., do my workout, and draw before I even have a sip of coffee. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that is, like, I recognize what my potential could be, but then living up to that is, like, fucking impossible. Yeah, it's not easy. Not impossible, but fucking difficult. Yeah. (laughs) I feel so shitty. I'm sure you've seen the the podcast with David Goggins. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm reading his book right now. Are you? Yeah. I feel so bad every time he's on. Like that guy's insane. He's insane. Insane. Like, that kind of willpower is just... I mean, what you can do with that kind of willpower is just... That's incredible. That guy's Once just you read the book, too, you really peer into it. Yeah. His dad was a son of a bitch, dude. Really? Yeah. He used to beat the shit out of him and his mom and his brother. Yeah. Like, bad. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll let you read it when I'm done with it. Yeah. Fuck. That sucks. Right? And then he was just, like, bullied at school. Like, yeah. he just decided to cheat. Like, cheat his way through, so that yeah. he never actually learned anything. Yeah. Do you ever feel bad? This is going to be such, like, a first-generation, like, moment. Not first-generation. Uh, anyway. First-world problem? First-world problem. That's it. Um, do you ever feel, like, kind of shitty about your pretty, happy, mediocre life? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, it's good God. enough. God, yeah, it's so comfortable, and it, yeah. it and it feels shitty to complain about it, which makes it feel worse. But like, you know, I feel like a lot of people kind of wish for one of the other, like either wish you were born into like supreme like wealth and like or struggle or struggle, yeah, and it almost like almost <clears throat> being like completely middle class, mediocre, run of the mill. Yeah, it's like kinda I feel like we're in a, a good spot though. Yeah. Like, we got enough that we don't really, like, don't legitimately want for stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, we got a little bone to pick with the world. But we're like, you know, we could have more. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I need a bigger bone to pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, part of me wishes my life was a little shittier. But that's yeah. an awful thing to say. And someone who has, who had less money than me would be like, fuck you, dude. Like, I wish I had what you had. And I get that. Like, I'm mm. not, un- I'm not ungrateful for anything I've had, obviously. Like, you know, like, my life has been pretty great and pretty easy and pretty straightforward, but I guess just this, uh, you know, when you grow up in comfort, you kind of have, like, a lack of motivation. To yeah, do, I feel, dude, I feel that down to my toes. Much, yeah. Do you, you see where I'm living? <laughs> my household, dude? It's like a giant meal made every night. Like, like, 
eat whatever you want, sleep as much as you want. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel that. And it's like you almost have to be your own like master. You have to be like, dude, I'm like, no, you're getting in that damn culture. If that's the hardest thing you're going to do today, you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so tough. This is not, nothing much we have to like fight. Like, I could live my life on autopilot and I'll be good. Yeah. I'll finish school, I'll get a job, I can autopilot the whole thing and I'm, I'm good to go. Barring some insane catastrophe that I can't account for. But. Yeah. Second Trump term. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, like, barring anything like that, like, I'm good to go. Like, this is easy living. So, like, there has to be some sort of motivation, some ambition other than, other than, I guess, coming out of, like, you know, the, the rough patch of my life. Yeah. Is there anything that, I have a weird shame of my ambition where, like, there's a big part of me that just wants to be, like, recognized or, like, famous yeah. or, like, oh, my God, this dude's crazy. Like, That's being human. I know, but it's it feels, it feels so shameful to want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you shouldn't want... Putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, you shouldn't want fame for the sake of fame or, like, yeah. success for the sake of success. You know, it should be something you're passionate about and then you happen to get successful or famous off of it. And it shouldn't be you wanting it for the sake of wanting it. I always feel like a little shitty about myself when like I yeah. feel myself wanting those kind of things but other than that like I feel that man yeah I don't know to I'm me like the way to overcome because like you said we're, it's pretty easy like we don't have to do much yeah so it's almost like we can't be like we can't use anger or anything like that yeah there's no rage fight. in me to like and there's no survival mode in me yeah so like, it's like the way I do it at least is Weird, but I use almost like God or like spirituality yeah. or something like that of like, well, I was put here to do yeah. X. Yeah. And so it's my job during this incarnation to right. fulfill that. Yeah. And so don't leave that on the table or else you might right. have to do this whole fucking thing again or something yeah. like that. I use competitiveness yeah. usually as my motivator. Like, like I was saying before, when we were in the car, like this semester I feel like I felt behind fell behind everyone like I'm not as competitive with the kids in my class as I have been before whereas before I felt a lot more confident I felt like I was competitive or better than most so now I feel like now I'm like fuck I gotta like train today all over again like I have to like upgrade like I gotta go back get new software like yeah, figure out some crash, like work my you know, like, like, oh, like, you know, a video game where you have, like, your strength, intellect, like, yeah. those things, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those bars. Pentagon, like, yeah. the bars, yeah. Yeah, I gotta unlock some new shit. Like, yeah. I, can't, I, gotta, I gotta train, you know, I gotta practice, because, like, and that's always been a bigger motivator and a bigger, like, out of all the things that I've been able to push for and, and like, I guess upgrade myself, it's usually been a competitive part of me. Mm. It's like, I want to be better than other people, so. Yeah. So I've gotta, you know. What do you like, think about this whole, like, because I was talking, I've been talking to teachers lately, mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, I'm like, so did you have to fail any kids? They're like, oh, no, we don't fail kids anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, it's, they get a U, which is like underperforming. Uh. And so like, you almost can't fail out of, like, everyone gets a trophy in soccer and then like that, like. Yeah, that's not good. Well, hmm. I don't know, maybe just to break it down individually, so. Sports? No, you gotta lose, son. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like that's just how it be. Like you gotta learn yeah. how to lose, and you gotta learn that's how to improve. A, the, that's how a game works. Yeah. Like, 
part- like sure, like you deserve a certain amount of credit for showing up and participating, but you lost. So yep. get better. And there's nothing wrong with losing. Like it's not a big deal. You know, it motivates you to get better. There's a mailman walking to the door. My dog is asleep. Will she wake up? <gasps> Will the mailman ring the bell? They ring the bell. He usually rings a little tune. He's like, oh. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he's out. He's out. Good job. Dude, he's, he in and out. He's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, um, competitive. Yeah. And as far as education goes, the goal isn't to fail kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The goal is to educate them. Like, you don't want to kick kids out. Like it's not a trial. So in that sense, I get it. But also, you diminish the work of everyone else if you let people pass yeah. who didn't deserve to pass. You know what I mean? Because then you both graduate with the same degree, and it's like, well, what's the difference between you and you? So you do diminish them. Yeah, you de-incentivize people. people to work hard. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense either. So maybe the system doesn't need to be as cutthroat. You know, like, there could be a different way so that everyone is being educated, which is the goal. No one has to fail out, but there's a certain way to distinguish kids. I don't know what that system is. I do think the way schools are set up is pretty antiquated, and it's based on, like, principles that we just don't need anymore. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know if you've heard this before, but, like, most of the schools were developed under, like, a factory like set in yeah. it's kind of like their philosophy behind it where it's like you're trained to be in a line and sort of think like a hive and like you wake tr- up to a clock yeah and you turn to yeah like the bell system you're trained to just receive information and output results and you're, like, you're not really trained to you know think and be an individual and all those kind of things so I think the whole system is a little weird and antiquated so maybe when you change the educational system to be more open source, like those buildings we were talking about, maybe. Yeah. A little I more. Think kids need more gym. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of just, like, human things that are ignored in school. Yeah. Like health standing and fitness. Up. <laughs> 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 yeah, standing up, honestly. But um, there's a lot of human things that are taken out of schools, which I think, you know, I think it made sense before to have a factory, like, atmosphere when. That was what society was based off of, and you just needed people to do that, so that made more sense. But you don't really need people to think like a hive anymore. You can you need people to think creatively and as an individual, and to be critical thinkers and absorb like the insane amount of information available these days. So like I feel like school should be more orientated towards. That's just it, man. I think you hit on it. Is that sorry to cut you off? No, but it's no. like we don't need to memorize the data anymore. Like we have. Yeah. Infinite access to data. Yeah. What we need is to have the know the to learn the tools on how to yeah the capability to get this information. Yeah, like we don't need to know when friggin' Magellan hit Canada. Yeah, yeah. it's irrelevant. But yeah, we need to know like how to research basically. Research. Yeah, exactly, man. So I think because I'm st- I'm five years <laughs> in college, like five six years in college, I'm still super bad at researching. Like I'm really like. It's difficult for me. Like, I don't know. I really, like, navigating journals. Like, I just kind of got the hang of it yeah. this semester. Like, I'm really bad at that kind of stuff, which is not good, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think enhancing sort of people's capabilities of gathering information. And I think 
giving people one more health and more fitness, more sort of like, I guess, general like life tips, mm. I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. Like how to deal with conflict, how to deal with teaching them how to live, dude. how to live, honestly. Yeah. And how to even, you can't really teach someone how to like gain a passion or become passionate. But yeah. Steer people in that direction so they can kind of build on that. You can teach them like, yeah. How to open a bank account that you need to like taxes, yeah, pay like time, reasonable stuff, things like that. And honestly, even I think this is pretty big lack of systems. I guess what I mean by that is like, like the real technical, mechanical, and like physical systems, which I think are that important. Like you don't need to teach people carpentry; like they don't need to know that. But I think it's it's sort of like algebra in the sense that algebra itself isn't particularly useful if you're not in the field of algebra. Like if you're a philosophy major, for example, like learning how to do algebra doesn't matter. Yeah. Learning how to think algebraically matters a lot. Correct. You know what I mean? And so I think... But how do you separate... But like how to separate those which, two? No, which is... Like I'm not advocating for the ban of algebra. Like keep, keep algebra. <laughs> <laughs> like algebra is super important. But, but I, so I guess what, what I was trying to get at is teaching people systems and how they work and I think I mean I have a bias obviously towards architecture but um, teaching people how things are put together I think yeah. I think it's important not because they need to know how things are put together but the processes of I guess engineering is a better example yeah, of architecture how things work teaching people how to engineer in like a very basic sense like how to yeah, think simple machines yeah. Yeah, yeah and how to think like an engineer does you know, how did things get put together? How does this table get put together? Well, you have to drill this and you put this. Yeah. Whatever. Teaching people that gives them more capability. To it's think. almost like practical wisdom. Yeah. Like on how to navigate the world. Yeah, yeah. Because no matter what you do in your life, there's probably a pretty good chance something physical is going to manifest from it. So yeah. <laughs> having a basic idea of what a bolt and a screw is and basic principles of construction and how things work and put together. Even, even if you're just on a computer all the time, like... The way you operate a computer is pretty similar to how you operate things in yeah. the physical world. Like, you think that way. The computer does it for you digitally, but you still have to think, like, oh, this piece is going to go here, and the, the process and system behind engineering. Even further, like, like composition, like grammar. Yeah. Like, these things. Oh, like... That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. English is a big one, too. Because I think people undervalue what language really is, because we think of it as just a way to communicate, but it's much more of a way to think. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to think differently if you speak a different language than you do. Which blows English. my mind. Yeah. Like, they're like literally different words that evoke different feelings and emotions that mm. are going to change the way your brain, like, functions. So, and I barely speak, like, any Spanish. So if someone actually speaks Spanish, I think it's like, they're probably going to think I'm so stupid. But <laughs> I always thought how you, like, how in English you'd be like, oh, that, that red apple. Mm. Or like, but in Spanish, it'd be like manzana de rojo. Yeah. So it's like almost like that apple of, of red. red. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, just that way that things are separated like that. Mm -hmm. Like how we just, that, that is it. Yeah. But we're like, well, that's the thing. But it has this aspect of yeah. redness. Yeah. Like, and I, I was just, that to me was always that, I don't know what you call it, that little, uh. The, my little pry bar into what that, like how yeah. other languages think. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, so I guess it's important to teach people. So I think school, I mean, I think it already has a lot of those principles like 
in there. I just think it needs to be a little more explicit on what it wants to do. Yeah. Like, English is already a thing. And, like, you would, you know, think back, like, why the fuck am I reading this book? Well, it's to, one, learn certain lessons that, you know, the narrative's trying to teach you. And, two, it's a venue for you to think critically. Like, most things in school aren't useful. Like, I don't need to know what happened in The Great Gatsby. Like, it's super relevant to my life. But the metaphors and the philosophies yeah. and critically thinking through data essentially is important like being able to figure out what are the important nuggets of information is important so think of school you know school can keep most of the same things it can keep its algebra and its Englishes and whatever but it just should change the way it presents the ideas yeah to be a little bit more practical that's it and it's not only like streamlining what they're teaching but like no longer teaching for the grade like teaching for comprehension yeah yeah, I think teaching the individual. But, those, you know, being super specific is a really tough thing to do broadly. Yeah. Know, like over a nation or a world or a region or state. My problem is there's no fucking continuity. I never felt any continuity in school. Like, it was like, oh, where'd you leave off last year? Uh, uh yeah. Okay, um, we'll start here. And then you, like, yeah. you're starting from half of what you learned last year or, yeah. like, you're starting ahead of what you learned last year, so there's a gap that you never really fill in because you're not going to fucking learn the shit yourself. Yeah. History is the worst about that shit. Yeah. Because you do, like, one year on, like, the American colonial era and whatever, and the next year I'm doing, like, Renaissance Europe. I'm yeah. Like, what are you talking <laughs> Why? Why? Like, I'm not even chronological. Yeah. The history the teacher puts such a spin on, it depends on how the teacher views it. Like, uh, teachers, yeah. Math is not like that. Like, yeah. I mean, it is to a point... But like you can't you can't really change yeah. it. You can change how you present a battle. Yeah, yeah, sure. History is history is really dependent on the teacher too. Yeah, because certain ones can make big it time, very make or break. Subjects. Certain ones couldn't. History is so important. I really wish people. It's so interesting. Like I really love history. Right. It's so fascinating. My favorite quote by Gorbachev is fucking. If there's one thing to learn from history. It's that we don't learn from history. Yes, <laughs> it's so important. Like, yeah, people get so. Oh man, yes, I really. People get really hung up on. I guess it sounds weird to say, but like the details or the facts of it, but that's not so important. Where it's, it's important to just understand and conceive of like what happened during this time. Okay, you know, this battle, this thing happened, this law, whatever, and then understanding the feelings and. So, like, what led to certain things in history, I think, is a little bit more important. And you're never going to be, like, totally objective, I guess. Like, there's certain biases, obviously, all the time. But, gosh, so fucking important. And, like, it shapes the world that we're in. And, like, so many people don't understand how we got to where we are today. And you don't need to be, like, super detailed. Like, a lot of people don't know why there's so much conflict in the Middle East. And, like, I'm not saying I know, like, I'm not an expert, but I, I got the general gist of what yeah. happened, you know? And so many people don't get that. And it's really important that they do before they make dumb decisions. Right. You know? Dude, even just, like, like I don't know how where it would fall, like, tips for life, but, like, ethnocentrism. Like, how you, you'll look at something another culture does and yeah. judge it based on your own your own values yeah like if you never never taught that like you're just gonna be like the fuck why are they wearing towels in their head yeah like <laughs> yeah. but it's like oh no this is like a way that they like show like, yeah, yeah respect yeah. to god or whatever I don't, yeah I don't, I don't know exactly why they do it but, yeah yeah it's important too like we had a in in school we had a presentation on on um 
like the treatment of women in Afghanistan, and it was yeah. in a woman's studies class, dude. Yeah. And like, a f- typical bread fashion, I'm the last one to do the work in this group project. <laughs> yeah. But I clicked through it, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And they were just like thrashing the place. Yeah. And my presentation was at the very beginning, so yeah. I had to fill it in, and I was like, wow. And so I put my thing was I put one slide before I moved on, and it was yeah. like. And before we move on, before I hand it over to these ladies, like, I want you to keep in mind ethnocentrism. Yeah. And, like, that you're going to judge all this stuff after me. Yeah. Based upon your own values. And you have to try to put your own mind into theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... When it comes to things like that, like, it's complicated and it's ugly. Like, there's a lot of things that you shouldn't be proud of or is happy of. But learning the history and learning how they got there is important before you kind of just lash out and judge and say that oh, this is the, they're fucked up for doing this this is the wrong way to do this and do that but fuck there's something else I was thinking of it was something on this topic of like I remember what I was going to ask you I want oh. you to find this but yeah. I was going to ask you something way before we even started the podcast oh, yes. yeah. but I don't think we talked about yet because we were listening to Kendrick yeah what do you think about that whole Kendrick ordeal where he brought the, the white girl up on stage and she sung the song uh, and said the end one in the song yeah 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 um well okay I think so in that particular case we'll say for now I think it was kind of messed up for him to like call her out like that you yeah. know what I mean like she's just some chick I mean, she also didn't help herself by saying, you think I'm not cool enough for this, bro? I was like, stop. Yeah. Like, 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 that's the wrong you're thing not to say. Yourself. Like, don't do it. Yeah. But anyways, regardless of that, um, it's kind of weird for him to call her out like that. I think he could have tried to help her out a little bit and just try to give her, like, oh, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or just sing it for her. Like, when she gets to that part, just sing it over her or something like that. Just, like, just, like, Get it out of the way because this mm. didn't seem like crowd was too upset about it or whatever. Now, I guess my sentiments on the N word in particular, overall. Um, personally, I don't really care about it. Yeah, like I honestly don't say it a lot. I think mostly because I, I it's, it's weird. Like it's a weird word. Like I never find myself wanting to say it. Yeah, meme culture has me saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's much more of a meme for me than anything else. I think Andrew's here, and we might have to take a animal intermission oh, before yes. these animals go wild. Oh, yeah, Andy, Andy companion. Dude, finish your thought. Go ahead. Okay, so... We might be done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's it. You'll <laughs> <laughs> never know. You'll <laughs> never know. We'll just pause it. Okay, Andrew, you're going to join us for the last few minutes, dude. Right. Welcome, Andrew. Soto, we got to hear your opinion on the N-word, dude. Oh, okay. What was I going to say? So... It's good. It's good. Andrew's here because he says it all the time. So. <laughs> Andrew hates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Bleed me out a lot this, this episode. <laughs> I have an opinion on the matter too, but I'll let Josh go. Okay. Uh, so when it comes to like just like rap songs in general, like I don't really care. You can say it. in general. I don't really care what race you are. Like you can just say it. Hmm. It's much more like the context and like. There can be poison in there. Dude. Yeah, if you're like you're calling me one, <laughs> then yeah. we got a problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a certain amount of toxicity to it that it's like really uncomfortable. I will say though that there was 
growing up amongst my 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 white friends or whatever, the one the few times where it did feel uncomfortable was there there's sometimes where it felt like people wanted to say it, yeah. like they wanted to be allowed to say it, and that was when it felt yeah. uncomfortable to me because it was like chill, it's just a word. <laughs> like people were like almost excited to say it. It's taboo, like, man. Yeah, and the idea that you're that people would be excited to say it, like that's when it feels weird and like uncomfortable for me. Yeah. So I'm like, if you just if you're just cool about it and like we're just having fun, I'm good to go. You know, if you're memeing on it, whatever. Like I don't really care. Mm. Once you feel like, like, ooh, like, uh, like I'm, I'm like, gonna call him it. Like, I'm, like <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna say it, I'm in. <laughs> like, I can do this. Then I'm like, okay, you need to slow your roll. Yeah. This isn't cool. Like, I'm yeah. not about this. So. Yeah. Once you get there, then it's too much for me. We were talking about the whole Kendrick thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what was your opinion on that? I think that everybody obviously has their own connotation. Like, mm-hmm. some people will get offended at it, but you don't know who. And yeah. that's why it's bad. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, if someone's offended by it, just don't say it. Like, just chill. Like, it's not one of those battles worth dying over. <laughs> Seriously, it's not. It's not a battlefield you want to fight. Like, you know, like, I've never been around people who are uncomfortable um, with it. Like, uncomfortable with like white people saying it, sure, but like with themselves saying it or me saying it, that's never really happened to me. But if there was someone who was uncomfortable with it, like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight you on that. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. See, I'm I'm bad because I'm the type of person who just acts <laughs> and has no forethought, and so I'll be like, I'll pop a meme out, and I'll be like, Oh my god, I get wrong context. There was one time it was super awkward. I think it was I think it was at your old place. Um, I forgot your friend's name, but it's one of the guys who was there, and we we're playing Xbox. And his character on the Xbox is black. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Because, like... Wow. Because, like, you know, I get that people... Like, it happens all the time where, like, especially white people will put up, like, like a black avatar thing as, like, their Xbox character or whatever. Because it's funny. And I'm like, it's a little uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah. And I remember he, he said it. He said the N-word. And, like... Hard R? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay. He was respectful. <laughs> <laughs> Moderate in his but, approach. Yeah. No, he said it, it. Like You could tell he wasn't used to having like a black guy in the room. Yeah. Because he said it and didn't think about it. And he kind of looks around and it looks at me. And I was like sitting right behind him. <laughs> and he's like, uh, oh, sorry, man. Sorry. I'm like, it's, don't worry it's cool. It. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Chill. Like, so, yeah. Like, I guess the when people are too excited to say it or, like, it's clearly they're not used to being around black people and this is how they act when there's none of them around, yeah. then it's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I feel that. But other than that, like... I think yeah, it boils yeah. down, for me, either all words are off limits or no words are yeah. off limits. But you have a right to be offended. Yeah. I think so, too. That's overall, it. yeah. yeah. Overall, like, I'm not locking you up for saying it. You know, words are words. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have the freedom to say it on three. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have the freedom to say it, but just don't I mean, don't be surprised when someone's super offended by yeah. you saying it. Like, you know what I mean? Well, dude, I think we should fucking wrap this one up. Yeah, dude, Andrew's here. He burned it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Andrew. You were really so I can say it. <laughs> Josh, buddy. Thank you for coming on, my Please, dude. Thanks for Absolute pleasure. Thanks for picking me up at Montello Station. No worries, man. <laughs> that was Lally Cast number God only knows what. Bye-bye. <laughs>